Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Cow El Cuco DJ El Cuco with he the hits seriously spinning the opening tunes. You know CJ was a was a DJ all throughout college. Did you know that? Fun. I fact. did not know that. Oh yeah. Well, yep. CJ, what was your DJ name? It wasn't Latinx, was it? The, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think we. I think our actual with the sound machine was the name of the uh, the business. The sound machine. The sound machine. So you the were sound DJ machine. sound machine. The sound machine. Like no, no relation to Gloria, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, anyway. Good morning, everyone. It's the one and only V, the Grill Economist. We have with us El Cuco working the airways and the turntables, making sure the broadcast is coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, at Rogue News on Rumble, Rogue News on roguenews.com, Rogue News on Stitcher, Rogue News everywhere you want us to be in soon. Rogue News, the social app is coming out completely free to join. Hit a number one in the chat if you are interested in joining for free. We'll be sending a link soon. It's going to be amazing. It is decentralized, completely built on the blockchain, completely uncensorable. That is going to be set to launch pretty soon. Uh, It's just that uh, we'll be launching soon, and then CJ and I, and we'll have to get trained on it. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, anyway, also check out Velas. Velas, you can find him over lurking somewhere in the nether regions of the Rogue News Discord. And if you need to get on the Rogue News Discord, you need to email El Cuco himself, the man with the, who's spinning the wheels of steel, the one and only CJ. Email him, cj at roguenews.com, cj at roguenews.com. And in the description box, just type in uh, Discord. And he will give you the link to join. He keeps all the trolls out. And with that being said, CJ Velas, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Busy Friday. We got Harley next, and we got Tim Kirby at 3 o'clock, the American in Russia. So good that, Lord. Yes. B- busy day today. So what's going on, guys? How are all of you? Monday, we have Martin Sifon. Martin Sifon is going to be coming on at 2 p.m. Monday. That's going to be exciting. Anyway, now, all right, where do you guys want to start? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So we went by pretty quick. Yeah, and, and I noticed this morning's news was just an avalanche of stuff that I don't have time to get into, but everything from mysterious activity in the gold market to God knows what else. And, uh, you know, keeping uh, the Velas page just on fire uh, daily. Uh, I got so much content there, folks, I can't use it all on the show. So check out the Velas page. Um, <laughs> That's a funny aging. Meme. To quote Dr. Evil, there's nothing worse than an aging hipster. Uh, yeah, there was that little item, too, that CJ's got on the screen. Um, so thank you, Annie, and uh, thank you, Raven6, uh, there in the chat. So I will launch into it. Um, Fire will, one ready, sir. Yeah, I uh, I will have a show on the 11th of November, a program on, on November 11th. Um, I will not have one on November 18th. Um, yeah. And then the week after that is Thanksgiving. So I don't know what we're doing. Um, got a number of topics to cover today. I posted those on the discord page, what we were going to cover. Um, also my thanks to CJ and V because a uh, bit of an anniversary here. My first show on rogue was October 20th of 2020. Oh, so wow. Gonna... It's been two years. We've been hanging. The bromance has been going on for two years now. 
Just just a big wow. double latte of two years. That's what's <laughs> wow. On the show. So guys, we gotta get you um, something for your two for your ten year anniversary, you know, in Rogue News you get a watch. Yeah. See, how many years have we been doing this? Man, has it been 2016, 17? I need to go back and look at it. I I would say at least that, right? Like that was CJ's other channel. Uh, I'm trying to to timestamp and go back because it was it was on TuneIn Radio before we ever before it ever went to to YouTube and other platforms. Yeah, it was. Uh, let, me look, Revol- let me go back Revolution Radio. In, let me go with the Wayback Machine. See if I can find the TuneIn um, back then. Okay. That'll be funny. Good. So uh, we got the midterms coming up and a small aside on the midterms, because I, I keep harping about this topic about all of us. Uh, and I know V was was referencing this the other day about uh, what is going to be done relative to Rogue News uh, as far as where you can find us, what what uh, streaming services we're on. Uh, I've mentioned that um, Mike Moore, True Pundit, uh, he went completely into the bunker two years or so ago. Uh, because he he had people he knew inside the federal government that said it was coming as far as you know yanking people off the air and and uh, trying to prevent certain content from coming out. I mentioned previously uh, a kind of an obscure uh, couple, uh, two young Korean kids uh, who have a show called MXR. They cover a lot of gaming stuff and a lot of funny videos and things like that. Um, the the two of them just just went to Korea to go back home and go visit people. And found that their channel on YouTube got dinged again uh, by the overlords of YouTube because they had a clip they showed of someone wearing a bikini with the image of a politician on it. And YouTube said that's appropriation. So they gave them a second strike against their channel. So God, man. They've, they've just had it and they've said they're moving to another platform. Rumble. And it, they may be off for a while. So Rumble is blowing up, man. Rumble is just gaining so much traction. It's it's great. You have a lot of anti woke capital uh, from my old guys over at Cantor Fitzgerald, uh, pumping a lot of money into that. Um, yeah, yeah. Rumble's uh, doing great, and uh, ScrewTube is uh, dying of a uh, yeah, death of a thousand cuts. So, speaking of the topic that uh, initiated all of that voting, uh, just a reminder: Tuesday, November eighth, uh, get to the polls, folks. Um, Go online, check out your options for early voting if you want to get in early. I know in my case, it's a, it's a building downtown that a lot of folks don't want to deal with, so they don't necessarily do that, but you have that option. Um, also, make sure what ballot initiatives are on the books, because uh, certainly I've seen myself the last week a flurry of political ads, which have been absent the last two months, which is a bit unusual. But Check out the ballot initiatives. Case in point, I've got one in my state. Uh, it's not something I'll be voting on, but in the northern part of my state, uh, there's a ballot to block further wind and solar farms being built. Evidently, you guessed it, there's some private equity groups behind the initiatives to buy up or lease land for that purpose. Um, but the initiative to block or the, the um, what do you call it, the, uh, what do you call it, the ballot that's out there is oddly worded, and I think it's by design. The ballot initiative is to vote yes if you want to prevent further build-outs of wind and solar. So basically, you're voting yes if you mean no, as in no more builds. <laughs> so read these ballot initiatives carefully, folks. I've seen this kind of uh, skullduggery done before in the past, uh, but make sure you know what's going to be on the ballot before you even walk in there, because I, I know myself, I've walked in a couple times, and it's like, wait a minute, I don't know we were voting on this. Um Feeding the narrative. In case you have not noticed, uh, I know I have stories are now like if I open a particular browser, you know, they have little news stories that pop up. You may be interested in reading the following. Um, There's a ton of media providers who keep pushing a bunch of narratives. These include, uh, I've noticed a number of articles just this past week showing historical reference to leaders whose militaries collapsed. And these always somehow tie back to Putin. Uh, Second, they're jacking up the whole uh, you know, quote, here's what violence in America will look like prior to and following the midterms, unquote. Uh, do not let them get you jacked up, folks. I know I've said that a million times. Remember, aliens on the White House lawn. Um, your grocery store, some food inflation advice for you based on some recent data. Check your packaging at the grocery store. Is the meat being sold at a higher weight than true weight who may be less? I was reading an article about someone who actually has a little scale they take into their grocery store. And have found it wildly different and have gone to the manager of the store to say, hey, what gives? 
Uh, one of the things that has been happening is, in some cases, they're pumping chicken meat full of saline uh, to add weight. You know, I noticed something was off, man. I, you know, I had some chicken last night, and I bit into it, and it just, it just flew it everywhere. I, it, it, it was like, what is this? And it dawned on me, it's some sort of viscous fluid. It's saline. I didn't know that. The other thing, too, is, is I am that... Joking about uh, no worries. Uh, that uh, I've noticed for years, too, that depending on the packaging, uh, sometimes your red meat, when you remove the meat from the packaging, you'll notice like a little white pad in there, and it soaks up uh, oil or, or water Yeah, out of the packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also kind of been popping up that, uh, what do you call it, those pads are being intentionally increased in size so that it adds to the amount of moisture so that the packaging is heavier, they can sell it at a higher price. Um, we've seen the pattern before, folks. We've talked about it for months, about toilet paper being sold at the same or slightly higher price, but there's less sheets on a roll. So watch all of these items carefully if you can. Yeah, if you can. If you're going to get meat, just go to the butcher, uh, you know, go to the butcher counter itself and just pick the meat out. Absolutely. That that or uh, there are certain packages. I've got some some uh, Amish. Uh, style meats and stuff that it's I wouldn't say it's it's uh, vacuum packed but the but the packaging is sealed there's no you know uh, foam thing on the bottom there's no no pad on the bottom what have you trucking and cargo uh, hot off the data feed folks Uh, I've got some friends in the trucking and freight forwarding industries Uh, there's a big data outfit that studies a lot of things about road quality cargo flows uh, and the amounts of loads currently being planned against available trucks uh, the net of this is is that they've got these maps of the United States that break down each state into smaller little regions um, and identify how much planned cargo is waiting to be picked up versus available trucks. If it's red, it means that the trucks are fully loaded and there may be difficulty finding a truck to move cargo. If it's blue, uh, it's the opposite. Um, in the fall of 2021, uh, the United States was a deep red or a light pink across most of the United States, indicating a lot of cargo needed to be moved. Trucks were fully loaded. There might be some delays. The data came out this week, and I almost fell out of my chair. The entire United States on these these, uh, maps is blue, bright blue. We have so little cargo to move, trucks are probably sitting in the yard and waiting. Now, there's exceptions. Uh, the Great Lakes oh, region man. around Atlanta, Louisiana. Now, there's major ports in those areas, so that makes sense, and especially with with Atlanta. But th- <laughs> and in the, those cases, those areas are maybe yellow or a very very light light pink. Mm. But the rest of the United States is bright blue. What's equally important is, is so is California, and that includes the huge ports at Long Beach and San Francisco. And that's right before Christmas, and that's why I'm bringing this up. This is the time of year, really. Technically, you talk to most folks, it starts in late August, but that's no bueno. Uh, and, and according to the guy who produces this data, and of course he may be selling himself, I don't know, but he said he's never seen this before. So a lot of folks out here in the alternative space have been speculating about a number of things, including those of us at Rogue. This is hard data. Uh, and I assure you the mainstream media is not going to be covering that. CG, are we off of YouTube? We are not. Do you want me to go and take us off? Yes, please. Okay. Yep. Hang on one second. No, Caesar. Just leave us on there so that we can get banned. <laughs> yes, for, for, post, for posting the gorilla's picture on a bikini. Oh, hey, hey! As long as long as it doesn't have a politician's face on it, and if I were to wear a bikini, it will definitely be Nancy Pelosi's face all over. Would it? Would it be the uh, the gorilla from yesterday? Yes, it'll be uh, <laughs> that in a thong that has Nancy Pelosi's face on it. Is it's the way to go? Okay, go for it. All right, thanks, bro. Uh, So linguistics, Uh, an interesting piece of research by a linguistic expert uh, studying social media sources and others using uh, his own proprietary algorithms kind of came out this week. Um, In whatever way someone might define a person as being quote unquote red pilled, because that's going to be, it's going to be different for the person. In some cases, the thing that kind of moved them in that direction was COVID. In other cases, it's government. In other cases, it's Silicon Valley. The list goes on. The main thing that this researcher's identified is is that based on social media commentary, even letters to the editor, people who've been red-pilled the last few years are very angry, and that's understandable. Uh, I'm not saying that all of us in the alternative space or those of you that traditionally have listened to our programs uh, are, quote-unquote, more enlightened, although you may be, but 
there's a lot of folks out there that just didn't want to go there and now they've gone there and they're mad and the thing this researcher found was is that uh these folks are in many cases trying to find ways to vent their anger not always with success so please refer back to other shows where i've cautioned about letting yourself be brought to anger or act on your anger or those who know acting on your anger especially now um again another topic i often raise you know, I've worked for, for research organizations and think tanks that do this stuff. Powerful people in organizations war game out things you wouldn't even imagine. And they simulate based on psychological research, past behavior, the list goes on. What might what will happen if we do this? So powerful groups are already aware that these trends are taking place and will try to leverage it. Um, the other angle is, is it may blow up in their faces as, as the numbers of people realizing the degree to which they're being manipulated is skyrocketing. So cue the pitchforks and torches and, uh, the humor of the late, um, Bill Hicks. Fetterman and Pennsylvania, according to Mike, Mike Moore of True Pundit, the goal is to get Fetterman into the Senate so that his wife, who is from Brazil can take over for him. Uh, there might be some issues about how legally... You might do that, two seconds, but uh, most U.S. governors, again, it's a little different based on state, but most U.S. Governor, governors can appoint who takes over for an open Senate seat until the next election takes place. Mm. They want to play the value of her being an immigrant and then being in the Senate. According to Mike Moore, that's what's really taking place with Fetterman. CJ, you had a thought. No, 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 it was me. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no it, yeah, I'm like, that's pretty interesting. I, you know, I was about to ask the question, but then uh, you kind of answered it when you said that individual governors, based upon the laws and the legalities, they can possibly get that through. Yes. But that's that's going to be interesting. I mean, Fetterman's doing like he's going down in flames. It's you know? it's sad. It's the same level of sadness I feel about, in spite of all of the crap Joe Biden and his family have done. It's it's. You, you have a person who has Alzheimer's and you're putting them on TV on a regular basis and pumping them full of drugs. Was it you guys? I saw somebody posted a photo on, on Discord where there's a major incision point in Joe Biden's hand right near a major vein. No, and the, the feeling was is, is if they're having to intravenously pump him full of drugs at that level now, he's getting even worse. Yeah. Shifting, shifting gears a topic that's kind of near and dear to me personally. What really happened to diesel cars? Uh, there's a lot going on on the diesel topic right now as far as that specific fuel and other fuel availability, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, a major contribution to the fuel challenges in the United States right now is, is that our refinery, the total number of refineries in the United States have been dropping constantly. Now, it's rare for me to go full-bore conspiracy theory, but I'm going full-bore conspiracy theory. And I don't like the word conspiracy theory because it was coined by the CIA and there's just theories or beliefs people have, whether they're true or not is another matter. Um, I've been in the, you know, uh, V and I both are very big car people. And one of my niche areas was, was diesel cars. I was in that world for, for a number of years. I used to attend Volkswagen get-togethers or what they call GTGs nationally. Uh, I was on various message boards, both in Canada and the United States, and the list goes on. Diesel cars were more popular in Europe than the United States for a number of reasons, and I've covered those on prior shows. U.S. popularity was growing until the Dieselgate fiasco around 2014. Now, just for reference, I had a uh, Volkswagen Jetta diesel at one point, and that car got 50 miles to the gallon, and that was even after I tuned it from 90 horsepower to 130, and it had like some insane level of torque, like 225 or something. My diesel BMW that I had also got 50 miles per gallon on the highway. Now, just prior to the crackdown on diesel cars, nearly 65% of all Volkswagens sold in Canada were diesels. And U.S. adoptions of diesels was slow, but was finally growing across both domestic and foreign brands who were finally bringing those cars into the United States market. Then the ceiling caved in around 2014 after revelations about VW cheating on emissions and the complicity of Bosch, the fuel injector company, who also sells electronic control systems. So what are the takeaways? First, as I've shared with all of you on many occasions, I've worked with a number of manufacturers because of, of the implementation and program work I do with, with software and consulting for those businesses. And you wouldn't believe what people in certain industries already know about various practices that are going on. Case in point, if you think that refrigerator of yours is actually energy efficient, guess again. 
Nearly all appliance manufacturers have instructions in the computer chips for them to reduce their energy use the first few days of operation or be even based on the numbers of times you open the freezer door. It's to achieve those energy savings ratings that they want from the government. Second, Volkswagen was trying to produce diesel cars without using a diesel exhaust fluid or DEF fluid system to save on production costs, which I understand that. By comparison, my my BMW four-cylinder did have a DEF system, and I only needed to refill it about once a year. The problems with the emissions on diesel cars was easily solvable. I mean, by way of comparison, they say our use of leaded gasoline from the 1940s to the 1970s probably killed more people than some global wars because of the side effects of lead getting into the environment and people physically as they would inhale the, the emissions. We didn't stop driving cars because of leaded related fuel or health problems. We simply switched to unleaded gasoline. We installed catalytic converters and we moved on. Third, during the the rising uh, U.S. popularity of diesel cars, Volkswagen had a very effective ad at one point that I remember when I saw it, I thought, wow, that's powerful, where it showed oil flowing out of the United States. It was a representation of the current and projected reductions in U.S. oil consumption if consumers kept adopting diesel cars and vans rather than gasoline-powered vehicles. You cannot threaten people as easily with higher fuel prices if the car you drive or the vehicle you drive is getting 40 or 50 miles to the gallon on the highway. That's especially true if you knew there was going to be a COVID lockdown resulting in virtual work. If as part of globalist planning, you intend on pushing consumers to vehicles who are electric, this whole diesel thing's a problem. People are going to cling to a car or a vehicle that gets 40 or 50 miles to the gallon rather than drop a ton of money for a replacement vehicle with limited range and a very long recharge time. Global industry leaders had known for years something like diesel emission cheats had been going on and never acted. When they did act, the response was totally out of the ordinary and without precedent in scope, scale, and severity. And in my opinion, social engineering had to be a motivator among many. You can see where I'm going with this. I think the global end of diesel vehicles was yet another planned stage of what the globalists had in mind with green energy. It also dovetails with another frequent rogue news topic that we've been talking about here amongst many of us, including Matthew Errett, regarding measures by the United States and Britain to harm Germany when and where they can. It was Volkswagen who paid a $33 billion fine over the emissions scandal, not Insane. to mention Bosch, who was who are both major German firms. Yet every major automaker out there, and I mean every one of them, has been found guilty and fined for violating clean air standards for both diesel and gasoline vehicles. And of late, you only need to look at Kia and Hyundai yep. for an unbelievable number of mileage problems that are never anywhere near what they say it is, emissions problems. And of course, my personal favorite, you can now download an app onto your phone that lets you open up anybody's car. But globally significant German firms took the body blow on that issue, not any other major automaker. And by the way, it was it was uh, Peugeot and Renault both who also in France were heavily nailed for even worse violations, but the fines they paid were minuscule compared to what the German companies had to pay. So to paraphrase from the 1980s version of the movie Dune with the navigator talking to the emperor, I see plans within plans and plots within plots. It's like the Kennedy assassination. You cannot view these events as standalone or unrelated. Mm. I wanted to revisit uh, familiar fiction as fact movies and TV, including a couple of new ones. Uh, The movie Andromeda Strain from the 1970s had a storyline where a U.S. space probe returns to Earth with a biological agent on board. It kills with rapid speed by causing the blood in the body to solidify in the veins and the arteries. Let us consider the contemporary clogged veins and arteries in people as a possible side effect of the COVID shots. Movie Executive Action, I had this one on a show prior, scene where uh, two of the key Folks in the movie are walking in a garden discussing the necessity of reducing the world's population through various means, not because the earth or the global economy cannot support additional people, but because of the conflict resulting from competing social groups and loss of control for the world's leaders. The first Kingsman movie, uh, a powerful Silicon Valley executive played by Samuel Jackson believes we must reduce the human population. His firm develops a way to create a signal through your cell phone that causes you to have a psychotic episode and kill those around you. Science fiction television show uh, Stargate uh, had an episode in the fifth season called 2001. Ironically, it was aired the same year, um, where the team arrives on an agrarian planet populated by a people in a peaceful relationship with a race known as the Ashen. 
The Ashans share technology with the planet's population, and the native people reciprocate by sharing their huge food harvests. Later in that episode, it's revealed that the Ashan control a handful of stargates, allowing them access to other planets, and they conquer these worlds by means of offering technology, including vaccines, who sterilize those races. The remaining population is too small to resist the Ashen, and the Ashen leverage the remaining labor for whatever they want. Hmm. John, John Cusack's American version of the TV program Utopia, we talked about this one before, cabal individ- of individuals release a vaccine to combat a germ that they released in the first place. The purpose of the program being to sterilize a portion of the world's population to bring down uh, global population numbers. There's the recent movie, The Contractor. I caught this one on an airline flight while I was doing some work. It's about a U.S. special... I'm sorry for those of you who haven't seen the film. Uh, It's about a U.S. special forces soldier who gets picked up by a private security outfit. They send him on a mission to kill a foreign doctor in Germany who's developing a bioweapon. Toward the end of the film, you find out that the doctor was, in fact, developing a vaccine to fight a planned global pandemic. The doctor was involved in the development of the virus for a powerful group of people who want to reduce global population and he escaped and began developing a cure so the private security team it turns out was hired to kill him to stop him from developing a cure Hmm. moving into uh i've been driving around the country lately uh through a lot of of rural regions uh especially last october uh saw a farm with a giant sign saying kyle rittenhouse for county sheriff i thought that was fun (laughs) uh Gus would love the bluntness of several signs and effigies I saw hanging. Uh, yes, actual nooses, folks, on people's property, uh, not just for Halloween, with your favorite name, name brand politician hanging from them. Lovely. Yeah. As you may have seen on the news lately, the U- along these lines, the U.S. military cannot successfully recruit personnel with their woke campaigns, mandatory shots, and related. So they're going with the old standby, rural America appealing to people's patriotism. So equally, while I was driving through these areas until I was aware of the military's new marketing campaign, I was kind of taken aback and scratching my head as to why everywhere I went, I kept seeing these very um, clean, large, nicely done uh, recruiting posters for the Army and the Marines, Uh, posters and placards encouraging people to join the military uh, as a viable option after graduating from high school and describing the United States in terms that I don't think has existed for 15 years. The Atlantic Magazine, I know uh, V and CJ have been talking about this. It's been on Frank's show. I don't know anybody in the alternative space who hasn't been talking about this. The famous Atlantic article that came out this week about there should be an amnesty. amnesty. Yes. This reminds me of the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions in South America. Uh, What would happen in uh, Guatemala and Nicaragua and Argentina, and the list goes on, is is that a Truth and Reconciliation Commission would be established. And the purpose of the commission was not if you were a high-ranking leader of either the rebels or the government uh, during the dirty wars of the 1970s and 80s, but they would offer amnesty to frontline people, and I'll be very blunt about it. They would offer you amnesty if you would tell, tell the committee where the mass graves are. Because people would be killed, they'd be dumped in a hole. No one knew where their dead relatives were. And so these Truth and Reconciliation Commissions, among many things, would enable these people to have closure to let them know what what happened to their loved ones on both sides. This is the same publication that's run by Steve Jobs' widow, who also had an article about misunderstanding the pedophile topic is nothing but age-attracted individuals. A woman photographed repeatedly with Gisling Maxwell. And so they're suggesting a mulligan on the harm from shots and related. You had to know this was coming. I posted on the uh, Vellus Discord page Tuesday, November 1st, an excellent rebuttal, uh, rebuttal by Zero Hedge. They're trying to deflect and use the narrative. Things were just so chaotic. No one had any idea to, you know, what to do. We were just doing our best, which is BS. Uh, Mike Moore has a little clip he keeps playing uh, periodically of just Fauci and other government officials over and over and over again with you're not going to get sick, just get the shot, blah, 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 blah. And of course, the virus is not going to affect you. What you need to do is you just need to get the shot. It's uh, preposterous to think otherwise. Maybe, perhaps, could be, we could possibly, perhaps, maybe, somehow lower the transmission rate of the virus. And uh, Mike Moore's clip also includes Someone who I used to enjoy his work, although I knew he was a bit of a P.T. Barnum, but has now completely sold his soul, uh, Jim Cramer of CNBC, uh, oh getting mad God. about where do these people get off? 
uh, acting like they have free will and independent thought. So the item I wanted to raise was on those clips Moore's been using, he's got the testimony. Because the problem, folks, is there's so much, you know, one of the ways in which <laughs> for the asynchronous warfare people and the psychological warfare people, one of the ways you over, you overwhelm an enemy is you just dump unbelievable levels of truth on them at one time. It becomes so so much that you can't keep track of it all. Of it all. And, the, and the strange thing is you get so overwhelmed, you you drop whatever the topic is. This This is a classic technique that's used. Moore's got this clip of Dr. Burks, which I, I am thankful he does this because I had forgotten about this because it, it was out in the news with a whole bunch of other stuff. And then we all kind of forgot about it where she was asked by a congressperson or a senator uh, about the low success rate of the shots and similar. And the the government official was asking her something to the effect of, um, were you lying or you just didn't know any better? And her response was, well, our, well, our actions were based on hope. We oh. were hoping it would work. Now, the, oh. the rebuttal I have to that, folks, is the fatality rate from COVID. We, we covered this on Rogue way back, mm. that it was less than a percent. Yep. And, that's, and by the way, I'm not talking out of the left side of my mouth when I say that. That was directly from the Vaccine Adverse Reaction System, VERS, which was set up by the legislation in 86 that protects the pharmaceutical firms. That was directly from the CDC's data. They were issuing something like three, 400,000 fatalities in the United States that were attributed to COVID. Well, we have 350 million people in this country do the math. Now, there's a, there's a topic for those of us that research this stuff. Uh, we had a swine flu in the United States in 1973 with an unbelievable level of fatality next to it. I think it was 6 or 7% of the U.S. population may have died from that. We've had other influenza outbreaks with high fatality numbers for many years prior. I believe one of them was in 1987 or 1988. And then, of course, tuberculosis, which everybody's forgotten about from the late 1800s until the 1940s, until the vaccines were available following World War II, killed massive numbers of people. We've had deadly diseases in this country since its founding. COVID is not unique, but the response was, and that's the question. Feudalism again, my thanks to, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, uh, Vage Guy, Triple Seven. He and I were getting into a discussion on Discord. Uh, the feudalism thing uh, is not new, not the slightest. You've, you've heard Matthew and me and V and others all talk about, you know, this neo-feudalism kind of thing that, that seems to be part of their plan with a lot of the stuff with the Great Reset. I would turn us back in the Wayback Machine to Greece in the BC era, the, the before the Common Era period of time in Greek history, where just the city-state of Athens alone had uh, two major periods. One was called the 30 Tyrants, and the other was the government of the 400. Both, both examples where elites wanted an oligarchy free from the average citizen having too much power to oppose the elite. Under the 30 Tyrants period, 5% of everyone in Athens died because of the level of crackdowns that occurred inside the city-state of Athens at that time. Then we have the Scottish Uprising of Culloden in 1745, where Scottish elites took part in what were known as the clearances, where huge numbers of Scots, Scottish people, were removed from Scotland. It's one of the reasons why my relatives uh, came to the United States. Uh, all that remained were Scottish elites in league with British elites and a much smaller number of native Scottish people living in Scotland. That workforce sustained the required work in the cities and the large cattle and sheep ranches who exported meat for profit throughout Europe. Everybody else had to find new residents. So elites in states like California, Washington, and Oregon, and the list goes on, they can afford the higher taxes, they have private security, and they have their high-end and exclusive places they go. The quote-unquote workforce cannot afford the area and has to rely on state or federal support payments and subsidies to survive in addition to their income. This makes them a captive, uh, dare one say, slave workforce. Those who can afford to leave do, and often leave to go to red states, whose economies will be used to support the social systems of the poor workforce in the blue states. So along the lines of the reduced population topic, which has kind of been attributed to being part of this, check out the link I posted on the Vellus uh, site and Discord about the upcoming documentary, Died Suddenly, uh, which will be coming out shortly. That Yeah, the 21st of November. We should make like a watch party on that siege. Now, in the alternative space of archaeology, which I, I cover periodically, and I will be planning on a um, 
kind of an archaeological piece here in the next month or so. Uh, I, I've noticed a number of you chatting about it as well on Discord. Uh, remember, uh, Graham Hancock uh, yeah. has a series of shows coming out on the 11th. On Netflix, right? On 11, Netflix, 11? yes. Yeah. So that's that's also uh, something else to check out. So uh, bear with me just a second here. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Technocracy Defined. Uh, technocracy News gave an excellent definition of what is technocracy. Technocracy intends to destroy the free market and its economics, replacing it with a resource-based economic system that obviates private property, ensures poverty, and dependence upon the scientific dictatorship and leadership for survival. Lovely. And as we've also covered uh, last item, uh, the rail industry, as we've covered on Rogue several times, uh, the strike was delayed, not averted. Um, there are some real draconian policies that have been going on in the rail industry, namely more work and less personnel. And so the agreement with the White House and the unions was to delay the strike until after the midterms. And of course, that gets back into uh, those trains run on diesel fuel. And uh, what is how many days of supply do we have left at this point? So, again, I mean, luckily, you know, being that we're such an advanced first world country with incredible engineering and scientific base. Uh, we have a solution for the diesel shortage, Velas. Did you did you know what that is? Soylent green? No, no, <laughs> unicorn piss. Ah, yes, we we will have a steady supply of unicorn piss coming directly from the refinery that is being built in Washington D.C. and using invisible pipes. The unicorn piss will be piped into every gas station across the United States. Every car and truck will be getting unicorn piss, and you will be able to traverse, you know, average semis. We're seeing a return of 20 to 30 miles per gallon for a semi-tractor trailer, and the typical cars can go up to 200 miles per gallon. Unicorn piss is the future. Go ahead, Velas. It is. Well, I yield, I yield the floor to the two of you. Uh, I would uh, Wayne Wreck, uh, Amazing Policy, God, Amazing Polly, her amnesty video she recently did yes it it was it was epic and god as i often say god god protect and god love amazing polly polly st george for after everything they did to try and yank her off the air she's she's still out there swinging uh god love her so with that i yield the floor to cj and v and and remember folks get to the polls on tuesday the 8th get out there and vote we have to we're fighting the computer algorithms folks that's what we're fighting, we are. fighting the, the machine. And we all know it. I mean, look what the Brazilians are doing. They're fighting their hearts out over there. It's uncre- incredible. In fact, I might have some pictures uh, from uh, my guy. You've had quite a bit of late. Yeah, let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can pull this in. Copy image. And CJ, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send to our group chat. Um See if this works on our phone and then pull it in from there. <gasps> okay, there it is. Mm-hmm. It worked. Son of a bitch. Look at that. Okay. All right. I'm going to show you guys. Look at this. It is not on the screen yet. It is coming, my friend. I'm going to show you messages for web. Yard. Look at that. This is Lula with 50.9% of the vote up top. You can and see Bolsonaro. That. And Bolsonaro on the bottom. But, of course, this guy, the convicted criminal, who is, is promised to free criminals and increase the violence, he won. He's the guy who won. Yeah. Remember also, folks, as it relates to Brazil, what I, I told you all about my personal experiences when I was in Peru back in 2001, that... I literally was bumping into arms dealers getting off the plane in Cusco, Peru. And I was sitting in a rugby bar with the tour guide that I was with and asked him as I looked at U.S. troops getting off of helicopters on TV, which was not being carried by any major news media organization in the United States. And the comment he made was, well, you know the old joke in South America. The minute you Americans show up, we're all brothers, you know, we, the the evil Norte Americanos, the Northern American uh, Americans, we got to stand united against you guys. And the minute you guys leave the room, we go back to fighting with each other. And he said, and Brazil and Argentina are arguing over who's going to run South America. 
And he said, but there's a problem. And he said, the problem is Colombia, because mm. if Colombia can get a good head of steam going, Colombia would be the dominant power here in South America. So he said, the one thing that Brazil and Argentina agree on is, now this is 2001, they have to work together to keep arms flowing into the FARC. Right. To keep them fighting. And yeah. I said, well, what are the Americans doing here? And he goes, well, they're trying to monitor that the situation doesn't get out of control and spill over other borders. So what happened among many things? Well, the Colombian government a number of years ago did finally get a peace settlement with the guerrillas in Colombia. Colombia's economy really started to take off. And then we had an election, which surprised everybody. Say it with me. And they elected someone no one expected to be elected who was left wing and has started cranking down Colombia's economy. And there are large numbers of wealthy Colombians who've been moving into the United States and Mexico with their wealth and setting up businesses and things the exact same way people in Venezuela did in the late 1990s when they saw what was happening inside Venezuela. So now we have a situation where it's back to Argentina and Brazil again. And Brazil's economy, especially during the, the period of the time that Donald Trump was president, Brazil's economy was really taken off again. And so now what do we have? Well, we have this election. Now, I'm not saying Bolsonaro is, is perfect. It's kind of like the same narrative with Donald Trump. There's a lot that Donald Trump did wrong, and he certainly had his own objectives. And, and uh, to quote uh, Brendan O'Connell, uh, he has all the right enemies. Doesn't necessarily mean it's in our best interest, but as far as the global leader concerned, he's pissing off the right people. Right. Bolsonaro was in the same camp. Uh, he he offended a lot of the big globalist institutions and a lot of the major leaders around the world because he was looking out for Brazil's benefit, not Brazil as it's part of the global community being managed from on high uh, uh, from from uh, the uh, Temple of Apollo. So these events we see going on in the picture that V just showed of people coming out to root for their particular candidate is as obvious as what happened every time Joe Biden showed up for a campaign stop when he was running against Donald Trump. Yet about 20 people show up, including the guy who's mopping the floor in the back. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's so important. It's like, you know, it, it, we're literally, we all know this. We all know we're about to go fight the algorithm on the 8th. What's your, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think I they're going no to try to pull? I have a sneaking no <laughs> suspicion. I mean, they're already, you know, conditioning us, saying, "Hey, you know, it's going to take days to count the votes." Oh yeah, they they no, may no, they yeah. may go full bore. Uh, it's like the scene from Batman from 1989, where where uh, the reporter is on the phone with the coroner's office, and he said he said, "Well, what happened to uh, you know the the guy that became the Joker?" And the, the voice on the other end tells him suicide. And he goes, suicide? Wait a minute. He's like grabbing for his recorder. He's like, I want to get this. I want to get this recorded. You're saying he committed suicide? I saw him pushed into the vat of chemicals. Uh, yeah, it is more than possible. And, of course, we've seen, I think you guys covered it, but it's 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 certainly well out there that that I, I know I posted on Discord. Uh, the state of Pennsylvania has said it could be five to six days before they release the results of the ele any of the elections in the state, not just Fetterman. Um, Bro, you know, it's a little joke it, about we got to keep so counting the ballots until bad. the votes come out the way we need them to do. Yep, it's going to be so bad, man. It's going to be if they pull what they pulled in 2020. I don't know what the state of the country is going to be, fellas, on November the 9th or November. If, if they did something that insane, we're going to have a real problem with folks who just throw their hands in the air and say, That's it, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go blow up. A gas station. Yeah, I mean, Vels, I mean, we're at the point where uh, I think, uh, I think, look, they're just doubling down. This is for all the Marvel. They're going to be like, we're going to take it. I mean, look at every single one of their actions. It's been brazen up front, and they don't care, right? They have their lying media. They've, they, you know, they have their stooges that believe anything that they want. They have these morons, these young punks, and these idiot far leftists who think that there's a Nazi in every corner. Man, I, I'm telling you, it's just will they go for broke? You know, it's it's I, I think they might. I think there's a very strong chance of it. I mean, already telling us, hey, it's going it's it, it's election week in America, not election day, but right. election week. It's like the American version of Diwali. It's just a week of it's just a week. 
of, of you, you get to think you're in charge and then we remind you you're not yeah. uh annie 14 uh to the post you had there yes uh uh god is with us um we won't know congressman i'm not prepared to make that statement at this time uh we'll have to see how this turns out that's all i can say there are i mean i've said it on a prior show about the theories uh, I dare not use the word conspiracies, the theories from people I knew that work in cybersecurity and so on that were involved in the election recount in Arizona and the data they had and the data they saw about how extensive the network is of basically the means to control any election, not just here, but but you know throughout Western Europe. Um, the thing in that particular case, though, was A, they showed their hand um, without any doubt. The data is there. And then the second thing is, is that that was just for the presidential election. In this case, we have countless senators, Congress people being elected. We've got ballot initiatives like the one I mentioned. I mean, this thing about wind and solar in my home state, it's pretty big. You got private equity and others who want their hands on that. And there's a, there's a massive uh, grassroots campaign, people with handwritten signs and stuff in their yards and in their homes and in small towns that I drove through encouraging people you know and literally like psychologically explaining to them remember you have to vote yes to shoot it down not no i don't want it um there's so many issues out there it may overwhelm the system and i was i was thinking earlier v when you and i were talking about this on the show a few moments ago this reminds me in in uh work there's a type of attack called a denial of service attack or dos yeah uh, not to be confused with the DOS operating system from the 1980s and 1990s. Um, if enough people vote nationally in enough elections and enough ballot initiatives, it becomes the equivalent of a denial of service attack. It will become so overwhelming, the votes will be so high that the control mechanisms that I personally believe do exist will be overwhelmed. Now, are we going to be able to prevent Fetterman from taking office? Who the heck knows? But I think overall, I think that also is part of the concern here and why I've noticed in the comments section people mentioning uh, Hillary Clinton's latest comments. Um, I had a friend of mine talking recently about, well, yeah, it looks like the Republicans are going to do, the Republican Party is going to do really well. And my response to them was, what Republican Party? Mm. Where? Mm. You know, and I said, I even posted on Discord recently, uh, uh, it was, it was uh, Newsom out in California. Now, it's, it's right up Gus's alley. Well, this is Newsom speaking. We, we lost control of the narrative, and we lost control of the message. And my first thought was, man, that's classic PSYOPs. You lost control of the message from who? Who, who the hell are you in opposition to, Newsom? You run the whole state. Right. And if you're talking about nationally across the United States, where, <laughs> would, we need a where's Waldo. Where the hell is the Republican Party? Where are they? And for that matter, not to be indelicate, where the hell is the Democratic Party? I don't see where are the leaders of either of those two parties. I'm not wa- watching the mainstream media on a regular basis, but the net of it is is I haven't seen crap out of either of the major political parties in the United States. I haven't seen crap out of the libertarians. I'm sh- I know they've got candidates who are running, but my point is there's no national message right now from any no. of the party leaderships. And if this election, folks, is this critical, which it is, then where the hell are they? And it, it goes back to Bill Hicks's joke, which oh, is no man. joke. I think the puppet on the right espouses my views and beliefs. I think the puppet on the left espouses my views and beliefs. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy controlling both puppets. Go back to bed, America. Keep watching cops. Um, that's why we've got to get out and vote. That's what they're afraid of. In fact, I would tell you, uh, thank you, Crypto Cabo. Yes, DDOS, Distributed Denial of Service. That's why it's important people get off your duff and get out and vote because it's a function of the numbers as much as it is the issue. That's what they're concerned with. Most American elections, let's be candid, are 45, 50% of the electorate gets out and votes. Now, in the last one and in Donald Trump's uh, election in 2016, the numbers were quite high. Now, you talk to anybody I know in Washington, D.C., and I will tell you they took a giant dump on the ground when they heard that. Because the last thing elites in this country and on this planet want to hear is that the electorate is actually voting in large numbers because that makes it harder for them to control. Hmm. The fire rises. 
The fire rises, brother. Oh man, we're in. This is going to be interesting. God, I God, I hope. Siege, what is your take? Yeah, I think we're going to be in for a, a roller coaster of a ride. No, no doubt about it. Um, I agree. Uh, there's they're not talking about anything of substance other than if the GOP gets in, they're going to hold Biden accountable. They're going to move to impeachment. You know, all this all this rhetoric. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens on, on Tuesday. Uh, but when you look at the overall data, you have even some of the more of the left leaning uh, media outlets that are saying, look, it's, it's 55% at this point that, that the Republicans are going to take over the house and the Senate. So if they're advertising that it's probably more like 65 to 75%, yeah. or it could be that they're, they're putting the fear out there because they want to get people out there to vote. So, <clears throat> so time will tell, we'll just, we'll just, you know, monitor it, uh, carefully and see see what happens on on uh, super tuesday and uh sky queen hey girl uh yes your comment about proposal three in michigan it isn't just your home states folks it's it's a lot of states out there there is some crazy ballots that are out there but yeah and unfortunately unlike our past lives uh and annie 14 good for you uh you're working a voting station um this is not going to be like past years where we just wait up until 11 o'clock or midnight to find out how it all turned out. Um, I, to V's comment, I, it's a real head scratcher for me. I will be interested to see, do they uh, have, do they have the stones? And the answer is yes. Do they have the stones that we're going to have again, five yes. or seven U S states who say, we'll get back to you. Yep. I think so. Dude, we had a Fox station in, in Phoenix <laughs> putting out that Kerry Lake lost 12 days before the election. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? And I, I think if you list the, the, the topics out there that I think that everyone is thinking about right now is, is primarily uh, Ukraine. And, and, and unfortunately, the, the adults still not have entered you know, the room. We have you know, confirmed you know, troops now in, in Ukraine. Uh, we have a. We've confirmed the, the troops that were already there, but yes, please yes. proceed. <laughs> uh, we have we have a, a entire U.S. Uh, ships that are heading heading in that direction. Uh, we just we just continue the the level of stupidity that that's happening, and and my fear is that regardless of the election outcome, I know I know the Republicans are talking about reeling in the spending to Ukraine, but the politicians don't decide that, right? So my fear is, is that the, the spending towards Ukraine and everything will just will just continue. There's there's no anti-war party right now that exists. Um, so I, I think that's the the, the the million dollar question that we should be asking these Republican candidates. That will you will you at this point go on record that you will not fund Ukraine, that you will seize all funding to Ukraine? Right. Um, and and if they can't answer that and they you know dance around it, because I know my Indiana representatives that are are going to win are both supporting the war in Ukraine and the funding. So it's just, it's Slavo Kokina. Well, we saw, we saw what happened when a group of, and I mean this sincerely folks, we saw what happened when a group of moderate Democrats tried to put a letter together to send to Joe Biden to say, look, we need to, we need to pull back and reassess what the heck we're doing here in Ukraine. And you can feel (laughs) a great hand reach out and grab them all by the throats and say, what the hell are you doing? You sit your ass down and be quiet. So, uh, yeah, well, and, and uh, I've also said this before, folks, and again, I don't mean to repeat myself incessantly. It's just these things are important. Remember, it's a classic psychological operation. Uh, you tell folks what the outcome of an election is going to be, and those that would vote to make that outcome possible will say, well, then I don't need to vote because it's already in the bag, and those who would oppose it won't show up either and things turn out exactly the way they want. That's why regardless of, of politics, I've, I had a family member who we are violently in opposition to one another, but we were still friendly and get along. And I reached out to them recently and said, by the way, you know, your polling uh, location has changed. And he came back and said, Oh really? Uh, God, I didn't know that. Okay. Thank you. And, And then he sent me a follow on text and he goes, why are you helping me? And I said, because we're all Americans and I need your ass in the voting booth. I want the numbers. Well, we'll worry about the issues later, but I want the numbers. What I want these bastards to see 60, 70% people voting. What, what, what if he votes for Biden? I mean, not Biden, the, 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 the Democrats in his state. Then that's, then that's how he votes. Yeah. It's a free country. Yeah, it's true. Well, I know this person's politics. They're, they're going to vote for, for uh, school levies and things. 
Uh, and that's and that's their prerogative. But again, we got to, you know, Valid. I, I've I've noticed Valid. some folks on the on the on the message boards talking about we need to round these people up, and it's like, oh God, no, 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 we are not going down Chile in 1973. Please, don't why not? We need we need Pinochet. <laughs> we we need General Gustavo Dimas to throw these people into volcanoes. <laughs> it's it's my other it's my other favorite comment about the Russian general interviewed in 1994 on CNN where they said, <laughs> "Well, what about democracy?" And he looks at the reporter and goes, "Russia doesn't need democracy. Russia needs Stalin. You don't understand the dynamic of this country." <laughs> exactly. So oh hang on, folks. <laughs> you know, okay, if we uh, try, and, try and find some humor in it. I've got three excellent. Uh, now, I'm very mindful of CJ and Gorilla's uh, health programs. They're all on. I concur. I go to the gym frequently. However, there's always an outlier. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tuesday night I'm going to have one of several fine bottles of bourbon sitting here at I'm my desk. I'm just going to sit on the toilet all day on Tuesday. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. This is me, the gorilla, broadcasting live from my bathroom. You'll hear an echo. (laughs) You'll hear an echo. (laughs) And you'll probably hear the toilet flush. As soon as they announce, yes, uh, we won't know the results until Tuesday, Tuesday, November the 15th, we will announce the winner. Oh, this just in at 3 in the morning. Uh, 400,000 votes just appeared magically for John Fetterman. You know, I don't even think, honest to God, I'm dead serious. I don't even think, like what we saw in the last presidential election, I don't think we're going to even, I don't even think they're going to bother this time with um, the paper ballots being dropped off in the middle of the night. I don't even think they're going to bother with that. Why do you I just think it? they're going to try and do it electronically. Yeah. I mean, they did, they did the dry run in Brazil. That was the beta test. That was a nice little dry run. But they uh, they are they are scared uh, yeah. because as we've mentioned here on Road many times, all it's the marbles, fellas. It's the yeah. amount of lucrative money that is in this Ukraine scam. The way they can try to start off a regional war, blame a collapse of the economy on a, a maybe a limit. What these idiots think a limited nuclear strike, right? And there's no such thing as that. Dude, it, it's uh, it, 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 these people are crazy. They're crazy, and that's what's disconcerting to me. That's the one variable in all the data points that I have that I've been crunching this past several several months. That is the one wild card. How crazy are they? And that's the terrifying question. Yeah, because it's it's Italy, it's France. If you look at people on the streets, and that's that's where people like um. Help me, CJ. Uh, conscious resistance. Derek Bros. Um, Derek Bros. And others have been covering live, you know, demonstrations in countries that you have no clue, folks, are even going on. And I mean, thousands, tens of thousands. I mean, if you had that kind of turnout in the United States, dear God, they'd call martial law. Mm. Um, Italians, French, uh, people in certain regions of Germany. Uh, the Czech the globe, Republic, really, yeah, yeah. Around the the list, the list goes on. So, Everywhere. you know, Pakistan it's yesterday. What's his name was shot yesterday in the leg. The for yeah, the former right. PM. Well, <laughs> being Pakistan, that could be a lot of things. But yes, <laughs> uh, but I mean, again, it's it's they're they're jingling the shiny keys in front of the baby. Look at this over here. Look at Brazil, and it's like, yeah, you should also be looking at Italy and France and a whole bunch of other countries in Europe right now, where citizens are burning their their power bills. I was telling a friend of mine recently that I said, thanks to our Discord channel, uh, a number of folks were posting, and I also saw it on, um, oh, what you call it, the guy who runs the uh, anti-neocon network over on Telegram, um, uh, that they've got photos of people's, uh, like in, in the UK, you know, it's it's a government-run power series of power companies. So they send you a bill online and say, here's your bill. And then they give you a projection of what it could be. And there were all these pictures posted of your bill this month was 55 pounds, 26 pence. And by winter, it will be 1,500 pounds. Lovely. You know, it's like, holy shit. You're not even, the computer's already projecting that you have no heat. It's what this is going to boil down to. But we must do our part to fight Vladov Putler. Yes. We, we must fight Vladov Putler and those evil 
godless Russians. You know, we got to do our part, man, because, you know, Slava Kokaina, we have to make sure Zelensky gets another truckload of cocaine and he's able to snort it and, and use suppository versions of it and whatever he needs to do. Slava Kokaina to all of you. Well, and, and remember, folks, as I've said on other shows, you got everybody's attention distracted by Zelensky is good, Zelensky is bad. The Velas comment to that statement is, why are you paying attention to Zelensky? You should be looking at Igor Kolomoisky. You know, yeah, and it's the same thing. Well, Soros, know. Soros is Satan. Soros is nothing. Soros is a hood ornament. You need to look at Lord Malik Brown. Yep. So, anywho, yeah. strap in, hang Soros, on. Like as Samuel L. Jackson said in Jurassic Park, the first great movie. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> and with that being said, El Cuco, take it away. <laughs>